Hey, thanks for listening to Zero Brightness. If you'd like to hear more and help support the show, you can head to patreon.com slash zero brightness or find links to all our socials at zerobrightness.com. Hey y'all, Ali here. Um, maybe kind of uh, going against the premise or point of this episode by giving a little warning or disclaimer, but I'm going to do it anyway because I feel like it's the right thing to do. Basically, the conversation you're about to hear is between me and Monica, and it's very raw, and it's very unfiltered, and I want people to know going into it, there might be things that make you uncomfortable, but the point of this conversation, or the point that we ultimately kind of wend our way towards, is humanistic, and it's a conversation held out of love, love for people, and love for art, and love for the sort of discourse around art. And so I hope that people can listen to it and keep an open mind and remember that we are trying to spread positive messages that we support our friends and our family who maybe slightly disagree with us about the things that we're talking about or the things that we say, but ultimately like we support you guys we love you guys and what we're trying to advocate for in this episode is more open and honest conversations about art and media and the things that affect us from a bunch of people who are all sharing the same experiences of being put down of being traumatized and trying to kind of find some sort of deeper understanding within that context so I just wanted to say that before we start the episode, that if it seems a little harsh or a little hard hitting right up top, that we do get, you know, to the point, to the deeper, more humanistic point as the episode goes on. So I hope you stick with it. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you want to talk to us, like the intro says, come find us in the discord, talk to us. We are totally open to conversation, to discourse. We love it. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do so yeah thank you for listening thank you for being yourselves thank you for being a friend as the greatest song of all time says and uh yeah i'll see you in there all right enjoy well so okay we were both kind of popping off about the same thing but in different ways and so i wanted to just talk about it <laughs> clovis is here now clovis is awake and she's mad yeah clovis is clovis is actually um all right. <laughs> oh my god. Clovis. No. Be quiet. Clovis, you're Go somewhere a, else. You're a Nazi? Take your hatred elsewhere. Clovis. Look at her, she's trying to square up on me. I I think the the uniting factor or the theme here is that people now are demanding too much like or too little information before they look at a work of art. Generally too much. Yeah. I feel too much. I just think that things are getting to the point where people aren't actually like respecting the media that they look at as works of art and they're looking at all of it as like content or products. And the thing that bugs you is the content warning stuff like on Does the Dog Die? Okay, so I want to preface this by saying that I don't believe in snowflakes. I'm not alright. I don't think anyone's a pussy or whatever okay i just think that 
Walter, your warnings have gotten a little bit wild. (laughs) 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 Because when... So, actually, a couple years ago, there was this thing where, like, people were trying to push for books to have a symbol in the back cover that was, like, um, like a smiley face, a sad face, or just, like... I don't know, like a neutral like a face? face, like the face where like <laughs> blank face. The mouth is just like a line. Oh, like, what about Ugh. the one with no mouth? That's so scary. Yeah, or like I'd like a content warning before anybody uses that. But there was like this huge thing on Twitter where people were like, "We should be putting this like at the end of books so that if it has like a sad ending, and you don't want a sad ending, you know not to read it." Mm-hmm. Which to me was like so fucked up because it's like, what the fuck, <laughs> like you know what doesn't have a happy ending anything like life, life does not happy <laughs> spoilers <laughs> like, you die i could protect end. myself from every single fucking thing forever and i would still die that's not happy like that sucks actually you know and it's just like it was this huge thing where like half the internet was like yeah we should totally do that because i hate it when i like read a whole book and the ending is sad what yeah. like okay then why did this person like write this book then yeah. guess they'll just fuck off yeah and like if you want to know the ending how can you be mad about spoilers i just like <laughs> don't understand well, that's what I, that's what i mean it's almost like really hard to talk about this topic because it's two completely conflicting ideas that people routinely like the same people routinely prop up and i think it's the idea that like a a work of media or a story can't just exist on its own terms and people can't just interact with it it's that they need to have it like prepared for them in a specific way once again like it's a piece of content or a product you know what i mean because it's like it's not food you're not like i can't eat this kind of food so i need to know what's in it it's like a work of art and, I, and that's what really frustrates me and that's what really like gets me about this whole conversation I guess like for me personally so this or I mean this didn't just start this has been going on for a while but mm-hmm. like we watched uh, this Nordic movie called The Innocence last night and it's about like if anyone's familiar any kind of like Nordic media is like so fucking like twisted like like with like a Z <laughs> They are fucked up over there. Uh, But like... Yeah, they they have... Well, I don't even get what's going on because they have like all this like great healthcare, universal basic income and all this shit. And then all their movies are like two children commit suicide together and jump in a lake and go to hell. I don't know. Maybe, uh, first of all, horrible accent. Horrible accent. I think like maybe just like they don't have anything to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, what if our kids could break other each other's yeah. legs with their minds in america everyone's like i'm rewatching the office again because <laughs> everything's so fucked and over there they're just like oh just cast my ubi check <laughs> what if uh you know <laughs> i don't know yeah uh but so we watched the innocence and like okay legitimate serious trigger warning for animal abuse um <laughs> there's like so there's like this bad kid who lives in this apartment complex and then three other kids and they all learn that they can like communicate with each other like telepathically and they can like move shit uh with their minds and he is really powerful and so he like he can like move rocks at the beginning eventually he's like killing people from like far away he like breaks some kid's leg 
Uh, but they, him and like the girl character, like the main character. Oh my god! They um, find this cat, and they're like running up the stairs of this like apartment complex, and they're on like maybe like what, like the tenth or fifteenth floor. Yeah. And the kid, the bad kid, holds the cat out, and he drops it. Obviously horrible mm-hmm. like i've seen a ton of bad shit and like seeing like animals get hurt i can't handle it i mean i can handle it but i would rather not so i look up this movie on does a dog die because i don't want to see anything too fucked up and i want to know like is this the only instance of this like should i continue watching this whatever because i figured if it were kids if it, since it's all kids in the movie like it wouldn't get that bad and it, and it got pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a very very fucked up movie um but i did uh also really love it and i've been waiting like three years to see it um but so then i'm on does the dog die and i like got the app and then i like see that it's like okay so animal abuse yes i understand that's horrible but then all these suggestions are like does an alarm go off (laughs) (laughs) and it's like how can you relate like how is yeah yeah how can you watch something and you're like okay this animal is being abused this is triggering for me this is horrible and also this alarm is going off like i just don't (laughs) fucking get it like i feel like there's some things that you should just be able to like tolerate because they're like normal just normal daily shit and like Mm. it's just like i just don't understand like wanting to like tailor this reality for yourself when it's not actually reality and it bums me out because it's like i've used does the dog die forever because i don't like seeing excessive gore and i don't like seeing sexual assault Mm -hmm. so it's like how like it just doesn't even fucking come close it just doesn't come close like i just read one that was like does somebody evaporate into gas (laughs) like what the fuck (laughs) what the fuck yeah like have you seen someone evaporate into <laughs> gas um my father was actually evaporated <laughs> in gas and it's very upsetting to me whenever i have to see my it. father was a vampire on buffy the vampire slayer <laughs> my just, father like, was actually vampire slayed by buffy the vampire slayer <laughs> it makes me feel fucked up because it what sucks about it is that it makes me feel even though i'm not in any way it makes me feel like a fucking conservative boomer because i'm just like <laughs> what the fuck is your problem i think you can handle like an alarm going off <laughs> an alarm going off one suggestion was like does a bug die yeah what the fuck there's probably 50 dead bugs in this room right I, was, I mean that that was probably written by a bug i think what we need to worry about now is <laughs> that bug <laughs> bugs have the internet <laughs> i mean i think the thing because like yeah once again i'm for content warnings in a big picture way i'm pro it i i put a content warning in the last episode of this show but it's because i described not in super great detail but i described two scenes involving sexual assault in a video game yeah to discuss the topic of it being done poorly in this video game and i thought you know i discussed this in enough detail that like i should drop a content warning here but the thing then with like 
going further than that would seem really ridiculous. And I've had that thought before because like, I mean, so if you watch anything on YouTube, like podcasts or essays or whatever, like the content control over there is so strict that people actually can't say words like rape anymore, or they can't say, there's a bunch of weird ones too, like that are just kind of ridiculous, like where you just can't say certain words that are like relatively anodyne. Like it doesn't seem like there's any reason why you shouldn't be able to say it. Um, but it's just because like a bot, like a content moderation bot will flag your video. And then depending on how hard it flags you, you get different consequences. Right. But like when you look at that, it's terrible because it just stifles discourse. And then in this case, it stifles art. Like if this sort of got to the people who are actually making the art and they started tailoring the things they're making around, like not, not just like not offending people, but not like tripping people's very minute, super personal, like, like phobias. It's all like, like so, so personal. Yeah. One person on, on there, like they want to know if like an owl is in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like, how could I ever even like suspect that? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, yeah, like if you're an artist and you're trying to make something and it was like you were under that level of scrutiny, you just wouldn't be able to perform. You wouldn't actually be able to create art. And that's like the thing about this conversation too. Like I get what you're saying when you say it makes you feel like a boomer, but I actually think at this point it's kind of gone beyond politics because like depending on the venue you're talking about, it could be either side politically or no side at all. Like I said, on YouTube, it's literally just that you know, YouTube is a shitty corporation. They're owned by Google. Um, they basically started implementing automatic content moderation years ago because they had no moderation at all. So, for example, like there were Coke ads being run on like ISIS videos of people being beheaded and shit. And so these corporations were like, hey, you can't do that. So as a knee jerk reaction, they just implemented these super hardcore, once again, automated, not real people, content moderators. So essentially they, they like hyper limited free speech on their platform out of corporate interest. And I think it's the same thing with like the idea of like people being quote unquote snowflakes is like one thing that's happening right now that I really like is that people are realizing that like the whole idea of a snowflake, like someone who's like super easily offended by everything is actually more inherent to like people on who are like politically right. Like they're the people who see like a black mermaid and shit their pants. Not us. Like no, yeah. like people like us don't give a fuck about anything. They're in terms the same of media. people who like like I have people in my life who are extremely transphobic. I mean, she's not in my life anymore, thankfully. Um, it was like a coworker I had. She was like no. super transphobic, but then she believed that like every time she saw an eagle, it was her dad. Yeah, I was like, your dad is trans, <laughs> homie. Your like, dad trans into fuck? a fucking eagle, bro. What the fuck? Like, what is that mental gymnastics? Yeah. Like, okay, you are yeah. fucking carry strug my guy because that is crazy like it just like i just a man (laughs) cannot become a woman but a man (laughs) through the healing pure transmogrification (laughs) of death can become the symbol of american a man can become a raptor yeah (sighs) i just don't get it and it's like i figure i think that like i am actually pretty easily offended but like Mm. 
I just like there's there's just such so much like basic shit like the alarm thing made me feel out of my mind did we already say cows cows, cows. was one cows was one it was like do you live like in anywhere with fields because like you're about to see some cows <laughs> does a person die oh the crazy no, okay and what okay also i know i'm not supposed to say crazy but guess what i'm really mentally ill so i can actually say <laughs> you're crazy as fuck <laughs> i'm severely mentally ill i'm also like maybe having some kind of breakdown anyway um one of them was fear of hairs specifically hairs like h-a-r-e <laughs> and like right. the person who wrote it referenced watership down yeah that's scary <laughs> like that's a scary example but like we have tons of bunnies in our backyard and, and they're, they're really super cute, cute they're and not water bun buns one was uh is there a baby in the movie that's the crazy one because it was like pregnancy triggers is there a baby in the movie uh-huh. and i just feel like i don't know like i've had an abortion mm-hmm and i mean like i guess that's different than like it's definitely different than like child like surprise child loss <laughs> like very meticulously scheduled <laughs> mine <laughs> but it's like i guess i just like avoided all that shit or like when my grandma entered chemo we started watching breaking bad uh-huh. i remember i was like i can't watch this yeah for sure and it's like i just don't but i didn't know but, it was coming and it didn't like i still felt equally bad at all times and like yeah. not watching breaking bad didn't mean that my grandma suddenly didn't have cancer and i wasn't thinking about it all the time i just don't get the like i thought the whole purpose of like engaging with fiction was to like enter a different world so like why would you want to like watch something that's like specifically tailored to exactly what like you just can't <sighs> <laughs> did this like break you <laughs> i really think i'm having like a nervous break <laughs> do you need to stop no i'm good i'm all good it's just like no we're fine we're fine i've come to the realization that uh working all the way through covid is like everybody who's been like going to a job every day is now at their like breaking point and i just have like such little tolerance right now for like you see a like you hear an alarm go off in a movie and you can't handle it why not yeah i know you're not going to a fucking job what does your alarm do otherwise <laughs> like, tells you like, when to turn the hot pocket over dude <laughs> this is some real like shut-in type shit well it's sad it makes me feel sad because it's like what do you do when you like inevitably i'm assuming grow up and like enter actual reality and you can't handle anything yeah and i just like think it's so unfair to act like seeing a rabbit in the in a movie is at all equivocal to like seeing a rape yeah I just like well and i don't that's, fucking get it that's the kind of stuff that 
you know, content warning is useful for? Is it like, okay, if there's something that's going to happen in this movie that you wouldn't expect that parallels like a major real life trauma and like sexual assault is the big one because it's a thing that hack writers like to throw in the movies for no reason. And it's a major real life trauma that many, many, many people deal with. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Like content warning for that. And then, you know, there's certain other things too. Animal abuse is another good example. I mean, that's like why that whole website started was that like, it's like a weird thing that like randomly happens in movies. And it's also a major real life trauma that a lot of people deal with. But I think going further than that, it's almost like you're taking the sort of like, it's like you're taking the responsibility away from the viewer at all and like infantilizing them, like to the point where it's just like, you know, it's not your fault. Nothing's your fault. You don't have to like think or you don't have to make your own media decisions accordingly. Like someone else will do it for you. And that's what bothers me because it's like, yeah, okay. Like if you are someone who's dealing with like a major, you know, cancer scare or you know, experience with someone in your family or maybe yourself, like in your life, if you're trying to watch something that a major plot point is somebody has cancer, that's a bad decision. Like we fucked up when we tried to watch Breaking Bad the first time. That wasn't, that was our fault. And there really wasn't anything to do to prevent it besides us being smarter. So there's really no place to run to, to say like, oh, I hope other people know this show's about cancer. Well, it's literally yeah, the premise of the fucking show. Like we just we also up. just like shut it off. We I just wasn't turned like, it off. Dear yeah. Brian Cranston, yeah. you insensitive fuck! How dare you? <laughs> like, I just don't understand why anybody doesn't take any like accountability. And I don't mean to say that like if you're triggered, you know, like it's your fault because it's not. But it's also like sometimes it's just like maybe you shouldn't be suggesting triggers on this website. You need to be seeking help and yeah. like finding ways to have this not bother you as much. Yeah. Well, I think too that there's also like there is a trend of putting a ton of responsibility on any piece of media that people perceive as like aligning with their beliefs or interests or that could potentially like have an impact on people. So like the new think piece that comes out every other day now is like X show or X game didn't do X games, the X games, (laughs) but it's like X show movie game, whatever didn't do blank representation. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's frequently a valid criticism because representation is frequently done poorly. But at the same time, some of this shit is people just being like, well, when I heard that there was a show involving this kind of person, I wanted to see this and this and this. And they didn't do it. So they fucked up. And it's like, yeah, it's the same thing. I think as these like trigger warning things where it's just or these like content warning things. Some of them where it's just like it's just not what you wanted. It doesn't mean that it's bad or it needs to be like, you know, censured for not well, doing things Yeah, because way. like, okay, so on that suggestion list, a lot of them are like, people want to have like any storyline involving dementia flagged. Uh-huh. So if you're sensitive towards dementia, you wouldn't watch the movie Relic, which we finally watched a couple weeks ago 
which I thought was actually probably one of the like best representations of dementia. Yeah. Just because it takes you over and then eventually it'll like most likely come for you as well. Yeah. Super good. And it wasn't like tasteless. It was like very like tactful without being like heavy handed. So it's like if you are experiencing like a situation from situation with dementia, you look up the trigger warnings for relic and you're like oh this has to do with dementia i'm not gonna watch it then you're actually just fucking yourself because yeah. then you're gonna like i just oh, i just don't get it yeah well no i mean like i i've seen like since my mom died we've watched like eight tv shows that had scenarios weirdly similar to my mom dying and it never like bothers me that i watched it or makes me want to turn off because it's like yeah i mean the whole point of making art is to comment on an experience you had and like share your thoughts on that experience or that idea with other people and your primary audience then would be people who have had that same experience or like when we watched mo oh that yeah netflix yeah. show and like it's about this like arab guy and he's like dating this mexican woman and his mom hates it and she calls him or she calls his girlfriend his friend, even though they've been together for like six years. And that's exactly what Ali's mom did to me. Yeah. It was just like, not nice, but it was, or it was nice. It, it was you, nice you to feel see. seen. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that's the problem with this too, is that big picture or bottom line, however you want to say it, is that people make art to process the weird and fucked up and traumatic things that they've been through. And art is then shared with other people to be a communal experience. And once again, the main people that you are trying to commune with or speak with are other people who've had that same experience. And then yeah. everyone else can just enjoy it as a well-made piece of art. But like, you're actually trying to find those people. And if people are using content warnings so heavily to like avoid the things that upset them they're never going to find that art and you know simultaneously those artists are never going to find their audience like i mean just for myself like slowly over time the vast majority of the music i make has become about the fact that the earth is dying and humans are killing <laughs> the earth because it's really fucked up and it's really upsetting and it's just super obvious to me that like the earth is on the way out like and at one of our shows recently someone came up to me and talked about that and i was like oh that's cool that it's so obvious to yeah. other people because i didn't know because people <laughs> usually just come up and they're like sick tones <laughs> like i like how you guys are heavy and then yeah. someone was like, I like how all your songs about the earth dying. And I was like, yes. Like, but then that's the thing is like on the flip side, if someone was like, your music is too sad or whatever, like, and I have been told that and it's kind of upsetting. Cause it's like, well, do you not feel sad about the way things are like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like to me that would be, or maybe is like the big tragedy of like people abusing content warnings is that you're you're not treating yourself as an adult you're not treating yourself as someone capable of like thinking about and processing the trauma that's happened to you and you're also like not respecting 
the fact that there's all this great art that you could not just enjoy, but that it could also help you like process like traumatic shit. That's the thing. Is it like I've okay? I feel like I'm gonna cry talking about this because I'm doing so bad <laughs> mentally. But do you remember when I watched like um, the episode of Sopranos where Christopher like cries in the car? Yeah, because um, he's like trying to like get sober, and everybody's like dragging him for it. Right. I had just been through the same thing. I wasn't like, oh my God, I can't watch this. Like it upset me, yes. But it was also like, okay, this is like a real thing. Like I'm not like imagining this. Like yeah. this is like an actual feeling that people in recovery have. Mm-hmm. And like, I hate seeing like relapse scenes in anything, but as it stands, I have not relapsed. <laughs> you just like you like I like watch that and I'm like, wow, that seems like that sucks. Better not do that. And it's yeah. just like I think like shielding your stuff from so much stuff. And I don't mean like the big shit, you know, yeah. but like like things like seeing like a rabbit in a movie. It doesn't <laughs> uh-huh. mean that rabbits don't exist. You know? It's like rabbits still live in the world like you could be walking <laughs> no <laughs> you could be walking through st paul minnesota and you're gonna see 15 fucking rabbits and you're just on a walk and so what do you do when you're like in the world like i just don't understand and i feel yeah. like shielding yourself from like so much stuff makes you ill prepared for interacting with like reality yeah and you're kind of like selling yourself short and like i said like i think that there's like what makes me so sad about it is that like there's so much shit that is sincerely triggering and like does trigger PTSD like severely in people and I don't think that it's fair to those people to have things like seeing a rabbit in a movie on that same level because it minimizes things like assault or like abuse in your childhood like shit like that it's just not fair like I don't think it's fair yeah for sure it's it's definitely not fair and it definitely just it doesn't make any sense and i think too once again i think the thing that i keep coming back to is like you're kind of you know when you use it too much you're sort of robbing yourself of the experience of like exploring your own mind and how it changes over time because like i mean you know we're probably more like edge cases as people who pretty much only watch horror movies like that's not necessarily like common But at the same time, I found that like watching horror movies has been interesting as I get older because I find that certain things upset me more than they did when I was younger or like my priorities completely have flipped where like there's stuff that would upset me when I was younger where I was just like, I don't care about that now, you know, and vice versa where there's stuff when I was younger that didn't upset me. And now I find like very, very upsetting and so I think it's it's interesting to to just like leave yourself open to art to you know let you discover what your priorities are and how your mind is changing as you get older. And like I think if you completely shield yourself, you just end up watching really like boring shitty stuff and never actually like finding anything out about yourself. Yeah. And I think that kind of to me and maybe it's because like I'm an artist, but I feel like the point of art is to kind of ultimately like 
find something out about yourself. Like even when you're watching something dumb, like you're just like, oh, I didn't know I would like this. And that's yeah. like, a mo- like we watched uh, This Is 40. <laughs> oh my God, that movie rocked. Yeah. Like I don't so even funny. like that guy's movies generally. I've never seen that movie. I hadn't even heard of it, but then you showed me like a clip of it and I was like, that's yeah. the funniest clip I've seen in a long time. We should watch this movie. And it was really funny. And I was like, oh, like I didn't know. And we accidentally watched the extended version. It was like two and a half hours. It was way too long. I would have really liked to have not. I would have really liked to have seen the theatrical cut. Is there like a 90 minute version? That shit kind of honked. But it was good. Overall, it was good. And it was a funny movie. And yeah, I I just think that like, you know, or even like we watched. um, So I recently, relatively recently got you to watch Peep Show finally. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And it's like a super messed up show. Like, despite being like a comedy that seems lightweight, it's like horrifying. And it's like extremely messed up, actually. I'd argue that it's horror. Uh, But they made another show more recently called Mm -hmm. Back that's very good. And it feels like a more grown up version of Peep Show. So it's even darker and even weirder in a lot of ways. And like watching those shows, there is an uncomfortable element to it because there's a lot of messed up stuff. There's some things in Peep Show that maybe haven't aged so well because that aired so long ago now. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. But at the same time, like I think that I like the comedy of those shows because it's so personal and it's so just like raw. And also like the characters are portrayed as kind of, they're bad. Yeah. They're never really portrayed as heroes. Like you're supposed to relate to them in some ways but it's never in a good way you're not like oh i relate to jez he's so cool you're like i relate to jez because there's a large percentage of me that is like a piece of shit and then like i'm fighting it every day (laughs) well also there was like that scene in back where like he uh, tells everyone he's quitting drinking he like gets out of a mental hospital and says he's quitting drinking and then he's like I'm healthy now I'm going on a run but he's actually just like running to go drink a bottle of vodka he hid in the bushes uh-huh. yeah of course I fucking thought about that yeah. of course that was upsetting for me to see Yeah. but then I just fucking watched the rest of the episode and carried on with my life yeah. I just like don't like I think like I guess I feel like being set off by like phobias and like smaller things in media is like maybe not a great sign for society as a whole. (laughs) It's just like, like, what are you, what are you going to do when we are um, fighting for water with (laughs) AR-15s? What then? (laughs) Like we're all fucked. There is like, so like every day I regret starting a Twitter account, but it has been interesting to track like political movements and, and the way that politics are kind of changing in real time, um, just as an ob- observer. And one thing that has emerged, it's kind of a meme, but it's also very real is this position that people are calling rad lib, which is like radical liberals. And it's basically people who are like aggressive centrists. And the thread that's gone viral is someone going, we don't have time for a revolution. We need to get the people in power to change things now, which is like the most like confused non-position ever. Like we don't want a revolution, but we need to have elected officials 
change all the laws radically right now without any sort of like pressure or violence at all, mm-hmm. um, which is a hilarious position. But then like the thread is literally just people asking this person, okay, how do you propose we do that? And their answer is always just use your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I feel like that is kind of part of the same issue where it's just like, yeah, like you, you won't expose yourself to any of these things. You're so protective of yourself and you view it as being radical or like radicalism, but it doesn't actually have any positive impact on anybody, least of all yourself. And it doesn't actually point towards any sort of like future. You know what I mean? It's just points towards you being like a weird, like shut in nerd. Yeah. On that note, actually very closely tied to that while you were talking, I was thinking about I was listening to you also, but I realized that <laughs> Not like, really, it's fine. No, I was listening to you, I was listening to you. But I realized that actually like the most like one of the most like triggering experiences I've had in the last two years was I guested on a podcast and like talked about my sobriety and when I like explained like what my like tipping point was, the person was like visibly disgusted (laughs) and it was just like why the fuck am I doing any of this why don't I just go fucking drink like what is the point so I really think that like also like um also PS Brad if you're listening to this delete that episode I fucking hate you (laughs) um um you can leave that in I'm guessing you don't want me to bleep that no you should leave it in because I I want to email him all the time, but I don't because I'm so mad and I've been mad for like a year. This is like a much weirder way of dealing with it than an email. I no, that's say. fine. It's fine. <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> I'm not saying you're doing it wrong. I'm just saying this is much weirder than Easter just egg. sending an email. So actually the most triggering experience I've had in the last couple of years was uh, in real life. <laughs> and there was like uh, no way for me to like like spring back from it in the moment so i basically just like shut down yeah but i feel like if it were to happen now when i've like worked through my shit a little bit more you know i like if it were if it would have happened like yesterday i would have been like okay well fuck you i sold out two shows talking about this and no one listens to your podcast yeah (laughs) you know but in the moment it was like oh this is what it is to be triggered like i feel fucked up Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I feel like experiencing triggers in real life is like way different than seeing it like on TV. Yes. And I want to talk about that. And I'm going to remember, but I do want to tell this story quick. I had a funny real life podcast experience <laughs> yesterday, actually. And it didn't bother me, but it was just because I thought it was really funny. But I was talking to someone who I did not know at all, who I had just met. And our mutual friend said, oh, Ali does a podcast, which is like the worst thing. I don't want anyone to, to, <laughs> to gesture to that. Right. But I was like, and they were like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, what's the premise? Which is like, okay, you only listen to NPR podcasts. But I was like, oh, it's about horror video games. <clears throat> and then they went, oh, does anyone listen to it? Oh my god. <laughs> and it was funny. It didn't bother me because I just went, yeah, like a bunch of people listen to it. <laughs> what a boner. It was really funny. I mean, it's fine, but it, I just <clears throat> I just thought it was a very funny exchange because it was like, oh yeah, like people listen to it. Like, 
Um, actually, you know what did like legitimately like really trigger me that we watched recently? What? Uh, the bear. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's like but, as yeah. a person who worked service for so long with all these like unstable men screaming all the time. Someone like threw like a knife at me once. Like watching the bear was like actually really hard for me. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, but I, I think so. Okay, the point you were making earlier is something that I also said in the last episode and that I've been thinking about a lot recently, which is that I don't know if it's because of COVID, time indoors. Twitter, changing culture. I don't know why. I don't really care why, but I have noticed that people confuse fantasy and reality a lot lately. Yeah. And people treat fantasy with the same like gravitas and weight as reality, which is like so insane. Well, yeah, because if you're scared of seeing a rabbit outside, like it's that rabbit is not going to be the rabbit from Watership Down. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it, just a little bun bun yeah. eating my my pepper yeah. <laughs> probably shitting himself to death later <laughs> eating hot peppers um but yeah it's it's just such a weird odd thing and that's what i don't really understand because it's like you need to like i think art is really important so media is really important because it's mostly art you know uh, but at the same time, it's not real life and yeah. it, it's, it can't be real life and you can't treat it like real life or, or, you know, give it the same consideration as real life. Like that's crazy. That's something a crazy person would do. And like, it's just, you can't do that because it's going to fuck up your mind and then it's going to fuck up your like relationships with the world and with other people and stuff. And I think that's probably the most serious consequence, but the less serious consequence is like the more you shelter yourself from like real art and good art that could like make you think about yourself or, or have some sort of realizations about life, the more you gravitate towards this like really awful garbage. And I think that's what's happening is that people are getting more and more obsessed with like Disney Marvel bullshit and like, that's just so stupid. Like how are a bunch of adults just fucking obsessed with Disney Marvel bullshit and elevating it to the point of like, this is real art. But then also bitching about how they think other stuff is racist. Yeah. Yeah. Or like sexist or whatever. When yeah. like all that shit is like awful. horrible. Yeah. Disney's the fucking worst. Disney has been like a racist, homophobic garbage fire for like decades. And then just like last year was like, well, we had two guys kiss in a movie. So (laughs) you guys have to give us all your money now. But it's it's also like none of that undoes like all of Fantasia. Yeah. Yeah. Or like people don't even know about the shit where like the like World War Two cartoons and shit and the ones that were like super anti-Semitic. Like there's one where, you know, that just people just dug up again are freaking out about where there was like. There was one where it was like an anti-Semitic stereotype and then they redrew it as like a wolf, which is like, ooh. What the fuck? Yeah, that's uh, not any better. Like, what? I don't know. It's it's just so ridiculous. And I think it's just like making... I think it's actually making people dumber. Like, that's the bottom line is I think it's making people dumber, both in an intelligence way and in an emotional intelligence way. Like, I think it's making people less aware of the world around them and aware of the way that they deal with other people 
And I think it's it's kind of like ruining the world. Emotional intelligence is like probably where it all comes back to. Because it's yeah. like, I don't know if like mentally you're like, if you think that like, you know, seeing a kid in a movie hurt a cat is the same as seeing a bug die. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? How are you, like, navigating through the world? Yeah. And it just makes me feel scared for people. Because it's like, what are you going to do when you experience, like, your first, like, actual real-life real tragedy? Like, you're yeah. not going to be prepared for it in any way. Because, like, in real life, you can't, like, only pick the books with the smiley face at the ending. It's just, yeah. like, not, <laughs> it's not possible. Yeah, for sure. And so I do feel worried for all these people. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But also want them to kind of shut up yeah deeply <laughs> deeply annoyed with them well i think that's too it's like all of my favorite art is people processing really heavy trauma a lot of it involves like childhood trauma like recounting childhood trauma or like interrogating childhood trauma and all this shit and it's like if you suddenly took that away or you made it so unpopular that people couldn't do it anymore what would be left yeah and that's what scares me and so i guess maybe to pivot a little bit because i want to talk about spoilers a little bit like that's my big problem personally with spoilers is that like i think it's creating a media landscape where people are gravitating more towards this like bullshit lightweight sanitized serialized garbage because once again not to keep harping on like disney marvel bullshit but that's what this is like that's where this comes from because like when, when we were growing up, and once again, it's like the most boomer shit I've ever said, but it's like <laughs> thinking back to when we were growing up, when you were learning about like great stories, right? It didn't matter what it was, but I always think back to like novels. I think back to literature and I was, we were talking about this earlier. We're like crime and punishment or the stranger, for example, like, you know, that the murder takes place (laughs) you know a murder happens you even know who gets murdered like going into the novel and it's not a problem because the appreciation of those stories is that they're incredibly well written and they have interesting ideas and they interrogate ideas in an artful way and it's worth people revisiting these novels even as culture changes and values change so like you know, whatever. We could talk about the stranger all day. He kills an Arab guy. (laughs) Like, whatever. But the point is that there is an artistic value in these stories. And it's not tied to knowing or not knowing what happens in the plot. It's tied to the plot itself. I feel like over time, serialized media became really, really popular and like disposable art became so popular then that the fear of spoilers just became like, all-encompassing to the point where people just don't understand that like if you know what happens in a story you don't know the work like the work isn't just a story even like a novel it's not just a story it's the way it's written it's the way the characters are characterized it's like all these different things go into it there's so many moving parts you can't just say well i know this happens so now there's no point in reading it or like People do that with video games all the time. Like, oh, well, I know this happened, so there's no reason to play it. And it's like, 
no <laughs> like yeah. that's not the point and so i feel like the obsession with spoilers is kind of a it's a the opposite problem technically but i think it's the same root problem which is like people infantilizing themselves and being so just like addicted or just like drawn to lightweight serialized garbage because yeah. like once and it's just like with content warnings where it's like i understand that there is utility like i think if a serialized thing is currently being aired the people who are watching it week to week are getting some enjoyment from not knowing what happens but once it's aired and it's just out there as a complete work especially as more time passes there's no such thing as spoilers anymore mm -mm. it's a complete work and like we live in an information economy. Data and information are everywhere. Like you're going to come across a spoiler. It doesn't ruin it. And like No, I've accidentally seen spoilers all the time. Yeah. And then I still watch the shit. Like yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like I was telling you earlier that I saw um I was on the Cult of the Lamb subreddit, which is a cesspool, by the way, but like <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to figure out how to make my cult members like poop more. Um, because I was trying to upgrade their houses. And like, um, I saw this post that was like it was like at the end of the game, like X can do this and like it was like no spoilers. And then the comment was like, You put spoilers in the subject line, like what the fuck? And like I read it and it did not even like register to me as a spoiler but yeah. it seems like a thing that's gonna like naturally happen anyway yeah and i still played it for like almost five hours today yeah you love that game i do love it yeah cult of the lamb it's like evil cozy girl <laughs> <laughs> highly recommended by colsa well yeah that that's the whole thing is like people now take spoilers to this like obscene level and i think to me the like tipping point was when the last of us 2 came out and like in the opening chapter of the game, Joel from the first game dies. Everybody knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Everybody. Because there was a leak where you played as a different character. And when I saw that leak, I was like, oh, they killed Joel. For sure. Mm -hmm. And it was like a year before the game came out or some shit. It's like, of course he was going to die. You idiots. And people were livid. And it was like, no, no, no. This is the inciting incident of the game. It happens 15 minutes into the game. This is not a spoiler. In what world is yeah. this a spoiler? Like, once again, I understand that maybe there is some enjoyment derived out of the shock of a twist if you don't know what's coming, especially if it's like around the time something's being released. But you can't but say like something I that happened earlier. Like, I have a rich inner life, so yeah. I don't care about spoilers. <laughs> well, that's the okay. So I've talked about so many games on the show. I was talking about near. I was talking about far. Yeah. Um, I talked about near and near. Okay. Near is my favorite example. Cause near is a game that the mid game twist comes so far into the game and you have to play so much that if you don't know what's coming, there's no reason to play the game. You know what I mean? You would just give up on it. And then it's sequel near automata has the exact same twist. So if you've played the first game, you know it's gonna happen yeah. and it's like this weird thing that nobody will acknowledge and instead people are like oh my god spoilers for near automata dude and it's like what the hell am i losing my mind but it was the same with like my favorite game that i've played it's maybe just like my favorite game ever um soma Creed. soma soma but i said soma is like maybe my favorite game so my dick <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
assuming <laughs> sense. Uh, Ligma, oh my, my favorite game. <laughs> Wasn't the cat in the innocence named Bafa? Bofa, yeah. Bofa. <laughs> <laughs> they said Bofa. Yeah, that, that Norwegian movie they I had a cat named Bofa. She was really proud of it, too. Mm-hmm. Her mom was like, what is Bofa? <laughs> Bofa these nuts. <laughs> um, anyway, Soma is like one of the best games I've ever seen. I played that game because I saw the ending online. I literally watched a video of the ending and I was oh like, God. damn, that's the craziest shit I've ever seen. How do you get there? And then I went and played the game and I've now played the game like three or four times. It's like one of my favorite games. Three or four times. What the heck? It's not very long. Oh. Um, and so it's like, I feel like if you can't see how a spoiler isn't really that important or how it can actually like, produce interest in a work then you're not actually appreciating these things as works of art and you're just looking at them like products yeah which is unfortunately how a lot of people who either play a lot of video games or watch a lot of shit on disney plus view stuff where it's just like it's like supplements or like i'm taking the supplement and i'm waiting for this thing to hit like i'm waiting for like the big twist or this thing to happen or whatever and it's just like that's never how media worked and especially not now. Like, I remember in, you know, once again, when we were kids, like, The Usual Suspects was, like, the big thing. And, like, everyone was like, you gotta see this movie, but, like, you know, you you know, the twist is crazy. The twist is crazy. I think it's funny because at that time, people were trying really hard not to have that movie spoiled for them. But, like... Well, the real twist was crazier later uh, in life. Yeah, Kevin Spacey, pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never seen The Usual Suspects. Didn't your mom tell you the ending, though? No, she told me that ending. She guessed the ending on The Sixth Sense. Oh, that's what it was. Banger. <laughs> but, like, I feel like now, even knowing that there is a big twist at the end of a movie like that, people would be like, no! Spoilers! Yeah. And it's just crazy. It's just I like... I saw um, a review of the remake of Goodnight Mommy that said it was a spoiler for your review. <laughs> And, like, that movie came out three years ago, four years ago. Five? Four? Five? That's a very ago. recent movie. And unless they drastically change the plot, yeah. like, I know what happens. Yeah, the spoiler is that you can go watch the, Fred, the French movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. Yeah. It's just, like, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's the same thing with, like, all this stuff, but especially with spoilers, where it's, like, okay, people shouldn't go out of their way to, like, spoil stuff for other people, and people shouldn't go out of their way to tell other people the endings of shit, but also, like, if you're on the fence about something, or, like, you're, like, I don't know if I would be interested in this, and you find a podcast, for example, maybe mine, and you listen to a discussion about a game, and you inadvertently learn details about the plot, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because, like, a lot of people will just, they were never going to play the game. And now maybe they still won't, or maybe they'll actually check it out because they're interested. Like, yeah. how could that be seen as a negative thing? And once again, that's how I found so many of the games I'm interested in. And especially, like, a lot of weird meta indie game shit, they purposefully make the beginning boring and dumb. 
And so if you don't know that something's going to happen halfway through, why would you keep playing? Also, I feel like if you really, really, really don't want something spoiled, you know to just, like, avoid everything until you finish it. Yeah. Because, like, when um, Ozark ended, we couldn't watch Ozark for a couple of days. Yeah. And I just didn't go on the internet. Yeah. And it was awesome. I probably read, like, ten books in that time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's also, like, I feel like the longest you can really keep yourself from getting something spoiled is, like, a week. So, before you're just gonna see something about it, you know? And that's, like, that's why, like I said, I think it's useful for things that are being aired serially. Mm-hmm. Like, while they're airing spoiler warnings and stuff like that it's it's useful and then after that everything after that it's like oh well fucking who cares you know or like yeah. if you run a big outlet and you run a review of something that comes out on release day yeah like that's a point where you shouldn't put in spoilers or you should mark things or whatever but it's you know, like my dream to spoil a big movie for someone <laughs> <laughs> like uh was it was it there was some Harry Potter book launch that somebody went and like yelled this was like an iconic oh, the I, one where like Dumbledore dies yeah, yeah. I, dude I have because I this used to be my favorite clip on the whole internet I think I showed it to you didn't yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. this was like from when I was in high school maybe this is like I feel like I originally saw this on like Google video or some shit but it's like somebody driving up to a line of people outside of a bookstore and someone yells Dumbledore dies and then a woman in the line just yells you bitch you bitch and it's just like the funniest fucking thing I've ever her voice is perfect you know exactly like who she is oh it's incredible my friends and I used to watch it at all the time and then there was a period where anytime someone was like what's a funny video on the internet I was like Dumbledore dies you bitch google it (laughs) I had to work a Harry Potter launch event at my bookstore job at Half Price Books the most evil employer on earth and Mm. like it was the fucking, like, probably one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. <laughs> Did you have to dress up? I had to dress up, and they made me uh, inflate balloons with a helium tank. And I'm actually really scared of balloons bursting. You fucking want to talk about being triggered. Uh-huh. <laughs> Be me, who didn't read past book four, mm-hmm. doesn't give a shit about any of it. And I'm being forced to use a helium tank, and I'm like flinching every time I take a balloon off. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go out, and there's all these fucking Harry Potter adults looking to read a script of a play. Fuck. God, oh, it, it wasn't sucked. even like a book? I didn't even, you know what? I never even cracked that motherfucker once. But it wasn't In like a Harry years, Potter book. In three years, I never looked book. inside of it. I'm pretty sure it's the script of a play. That's ridiculous. <sighs> Do you remember when all that shit with her started and I got up and I like just threw all my Harry Potter books in the trash? <laughs> we used a, to- I had never finished them. B, my aunt who gave them to me became a trumper. Yeah. And also fuck JK Rowling. <laughs> yeah, she sucks. <clears throat> that's crazy that that started. That feels like that started so long ago and it's still going. Yeah. She's still on fucking Twitter. Mm -hmm. like she won't stop it's crazy and it's just like oh god yeah 
okay, this is what makes me feel like I'm a 65-year-old dickhead because it's like people like J.K. Rowling are doing real, actual fucking damage to people all the time, every day, and you're upset that you hear an alarm in the movie that's the same as your phone <laughs> alarm. Like, shut up. God. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. I think it's important to, like, have priorities and it it's really frustrating i mean that's what frustrates me about like think pieces and it's specifically in video games like what i was referencing earlier where it's like whenever i look on like polygon or kotaku and there's like a new think piece it's always like once again something like this thing didn't do this right and it's like okay but it wasn't serious you admittedly within the thing piece are like it's not that big a deal and you're just turning a blind eye to all this like horrible shit Mm -hmm. that like i guess i'm not trying to do some sort of like moral equivalence thing and say that because bad stuff exists that we should give mediocre stuff a pass or something i'm just saying that like you need to have priorities and it's more important to call out this horrible shit than it is to like pick apart very finely this stuff that's like just okay you know what i mean like because most things are going to end up being okay and especially when it comes to issues of like representation or dealing with this kind of stuff like most things are going to end up being okay so i think it's probably more important for you with your time and your platform and your reach or whatever to talk about things that are like seriously bad like seriously fucking bad what did we watch recently where afterwards i was like reading about it and like there were like a bunch of write-ups that were like this movie did this character dirty and i can't fucking remember what it was it was something that made no sense whatsoever i can't remember i watched too much tv I'm also really scared that people criticizing Brendan Fraser for wearing a fat suit in his new movie is going to send him back into hiding. Yeah. Because it's going to make him feel bad. And I know it's like, obviously like a bad move, but people are comparing it to like Shallow Hal, which is just completely nonsensical. No. That doesn't make sense. It's like a fat guy wearing a fat suit to appear obese is not the same as like a super, super rail thin person yeah. wearing a fat suit. Because it's not like... Like in Shell Hell, it's like, okay, now that she's fat, she's also really fucking ugly. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like... It's just pr- like, why can't you be happy for this person who was, like, horribly victimized by Hollywood, who, yeah. like, left to take care of his family and deal with his trauma and is, like, now coming back? Yeah, and it's like, you don't think when he first reappeared that people weren't making fun of him for gaining weight yeah. and, like, being old? Like, Absolutely. Of course. I I mean, I, <clears throat> the movie is supposedly terrible. It looks terrible. I don't like Darren Aronofsky. I'm not going to fucking watch it. But, like, at the same time, there is something kind of baller about, like, Someone in that position being like, oh, you think I'm fat? <laughs> Check this out. Watch this. <laughs> like, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of baller. I mean. Also, Ali used to be fat and I'm fat currently. So, <laughs> oh. so you know what? <laughs> we know you... what we're talking about. <laughs> Are you like setting me up to not get canceled for fat stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Culturally identify as fat. <laughs> That would get see that. Anybody I, wants to come at us for this, I'll send you a naked photo. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. This is what we're dealing with. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you sent him an old photo of me, and I was like, those are hilarious. Dude. <laughs> I, I love send them a current photo of me. 
I mean, anyway, it's just, I don't know. I think it's all just, it's all sort of upsetting because it's kind of a race to the bottom. Like if you really want to do this and you want to start picking everything apart in such great detail, rather than actually having discussions about media, you're just going to make everything dumber and more shallow. And like, all that's going to be left is like Disney plus Marvel bullshit. I miss the old days of people with phobias on Maury. Like when that lady was scared <laughs> of pickles and that other lady was scared of cotton balls. Uh-huh. You just fucking laugh at them. Everybody laughed at <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The, I'm just kidding. The Dr. Oz boot camps where he's like, you have OCD? I know what will make you cure it. Lick a toilet. Lick a toilet. Lick it right now. Lick it. I remember watching it when I was a kid and I was like, I don't have OCD yeah, and I wouldn't lick not, a fucking toilet. Yeah, it's not how you do exposure therapy. Like, if this isn't a fear factor thing where there's like a bag of money, I'm not licking a fucking toilet. <laughs> I was training someone the other day and I was explaining how I file stuff and he was just kind of like, like, I felt like he was just like, what the fuck? And then I like felt the need. I was like, I have debilitating obsessive compulsive disorder. Uh-huh. I was like, you don't have to, you don't have to, you, I mean like, you don't have to copy this. <laughs> this is more of just like a suggestion, not a rule. And I was like, uh, if you ever see me get out of my car and walk back to it a couple times, it's because I'm making sure I have it in park so the car doesn't roll away and smash through the building. <laughs> Yeah. So you need you need that Dr. Oz boot camp. I need to lick a toilet is what I need to do. <laughs> that to be serious for a second, that was like the most out of pocket shit. That was like worse than Mori or anything. Cause it was just like and like the fact that, that guy's like running for office now is like horrifying. He should be in jail. I wonder whatever happened to that girl um who had sex for a cheeseburger. <laughs> Wasn't she like I had sex with 50 men for a McDonald's cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. I bet she could just like absolutely annihilate the Catch Me Outside girl. <laughs> she could turn her into dust. <laughs> so now that we're canceled, we're going to have a lot more free time. <laughs> Looking forward to post cancellation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pick up a couple new hobbies probably. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to start a new podcast on... What network is Joe Rogan on? <laughs> Probably the Joe Rogan Podcast Network. Dear Joe Rogan, I too am tired of these pussy ass snowflakes. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> I'm not also. Yeah, no. Like, I, I want people to have discussions about art that are substantive. I want people to look at art that is interesting and has substance and i just don't think you can do that if you're obsessed with spoilers and if you're obsessed with you know very specific little things that might upset you it's like you have to be upset by art (coughs) sometimes you don't have to be like me all the you don't have to always (laughs) you're fine (laughs) monica can't like swallow air without um What's it called? Dysphagia? <laughs> when you're like always choking. <laughs> I think you have, uh, I need to see a doctor. It is about your throat because you're like always choking. And my ear always hurts. <laughs> There's something going on. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm reading Lebona right now. Lebona. Lebona. 
by Otessa Moshveg. That's the full attribution. I forgot to have Monica do it. Lapavona by Otessa Moshveg. There you go. Um, and in it, there's like this evil king, and he <laughs> makes this kid that uh, like this kid kills his kid, and then he takes the murderer kid and he's like just uses him to like replace his dead kid and they're like picking on this um servant girl that they have and um the kid puts a grape like in his butt and then they (laughs) they make the servant girl catch it in her mouth and she eats it and it made me think of one time uh, my grandma was trying to make me try a grape in the grocery store and I started sobbing because I thought I was going to get arrested for stealing. <laughs> but I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think, you know, all of my favorite <clears throat> books are like so fucked up. And like... Yeah, that first line of Coin Locker Babies is worse than everything I've ever read combined. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even made the first, I've never made a first, or past the first two lines in that book. Really? You didn't read it? Uh-uh. I thought you were going <clears> to. <throat> nope. Well, yeah, I love that guy. Um, The other Mirakami. Uh, yeah. Uh, I love him. I love Dennis Cooper, you know. Uh, I love um, Natsuo Carino. Also, like, super disturbing shit. Um, super crazy. Who was the author of the convenience store book? Sayaka Murata. Sayaka Murata. So was the name of the book Convenience Store Woman? Yeah. Okay. And then she had another book called Earthlings. That's like the most messed up shit I've ever read. Earthlings, I actually Earthlings was really good, but sincerely, like like for real, like trigger warning, like everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe just no, don't read that book. Not safe for life. But that those are all of my favorite books. Literally all. There is not a top if I did a top ten, there wouldn't be one like normal book in it. And so it's just like, what the fuck? So what, am I like a fucking demon now and I shouldn't yeah. be allowed to live because like I yeah. don't I don't want to read just like normal shit? Like I don't want to read normal shit. I fuck read that a lot shit. of normal shit. My favorite book is pretty normal. What's your favorite book? Secret History. That's a pretty fucked up book, though. No, it's not. They just do one little... Well, yeah, I guess they're... <laughs> they do one little what? <laughs> one little, like, ritualistic murder. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank you. But not like, normal. Okay, but also the goldfinch, that's normal. Kinda. Yeah, fucked it up. is. Pretty that's just about up. a little lost boy. And what happens to him? Much fucked up shit? Yeah, but, but it's fine. What else happens in that book? His mom dies and he steals a painting. Yeah, but why does she die? Because the museum explodes. Why does it explode? Somebody bombs it. Yeah, 9-11. It's not a 9-11 <laughs> book. <laughs> Basically. No! It's like alternate universe 9-11. Oh my god, you're so obsessed with 9-11. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Do not say that. You can't. <laughs> FBI, she didn't mean it. It's a joke. <laughs> Constantly talking about 9-11. It's a joke. She's joking. On our wedding anniversary, September 13th. She's actually projecting. <laughs> She's the one who talks about 9-11 I was like, all do time. you know what today is? And he said, our wedding anniversary, and it's two days after 9-11. <laughs> Should we go to Ground Zero this week? No. Oh. 
Why? You don't want us to take a little peek? No! <laughs> it's not Ground Zero anymore. They built something there. What would they have freaking built on Ground Zero? Didn't they build new ones? New what? <laughs> <laughs> Are you gaslighting me or am I crazy? I don't know. You're the one who's obsessed with 9-11. I'm not. You are. Ground Zero, New York. No, you can take a freaking tour of 9-11 Ground Zero. It's $35. Let's do it. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, you. I'll go alone. <laughs> no. I don't actually want to go... I don't know with you anymore. I don't want to spend $35 on something that happened a thousand years ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you think you're so old, because you think 9-11 happened a thousand years ago. ancient freaking history. 9-11 may as well have happened during the Civil War. <laughs> I don't know anything about the Civil War either. <laughs> oh, I was going to make a reference to the Gettysburg Address, but I guess I would What is that? Yeah, I probably would have gone right over. Yep, right over. Is that the same as the Constitution? <laughs> Yes, as it so happens. What what was the Louisiana? <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> I don't think I can top what was the Louisiana purchase. Hey, if anyone Oh, did they buy Louisiana? If anyone can help Monica, <laughs> you can uh comment uh in the Discord or something at Monica. <laughs> At not Monica. At not Monica and tell her Actually, what's illusion. Here's an idea. Nobody talked to me in the Discord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you try to talk to Monica, you kinda of just get insulted. I exclusively read it on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I don't read it at all. Well, we had a good run. Well, see you later. Podcast over. Podcast over. Free time open. Well, okay. No. Ground zero here. I My point is that I only like fucked up books. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do if, if you can't make fucked up books anymore. And so do you. You also like that shit. You're trying to pass yourself okay, off. Okay, but I also read a lot of normal stuff. Like I've read like a Leanne Moriarty book. I don't know what that is. She made Big Little Lies. Don't know what that is. You watch Big Little. Oh no, I watch Big Little Lies alone. Do the three. You've literally never made that noise in your life. I need to quit smoking. <sighs> now that we're canceled, I can focus on quitting smoking again. Mm hmm. I dedicate my life to fitness. I always say that I want to do that. <clears throat> Let's do it. We're going to get ripped. Hoi! And we'll... <laughs> you want to fight with us? We'll fight you, <laughs> little mama's basement bitches. Yeah, I could probably beat up most of them anyway. Already. I could beat up 95% of the people in the Discord. Yeah. We're both really, like, stocky. <laughs> I'm elegant. <laughs> I'm delicate. I'm like a whisper. <laughs> oh.
What? <laughs> what? I'm more of just the suggestion of a woman. <laughs> Lighter than air. I'm not. I am kind of stocky. I'm very stocky. <sighs> I was saying yesterday. Anyone who's ever tried to like pick me up has been like, "Why are you like that?" Who's trying to pick you up? Well, I remember one time. Well, I was at a I was at a wedding, like air wedding stuff. I got the pick you up, and I got picked up, and Weird. my friend's like, "You don't look like you weigh that much. How are you so?" I was like, "I don't know. I'm just like dense." And we were talking about it the other day because we were at this show, and this dude tried to pick up Cole, and then he kind of stopped. That's so Cole's rude. A, yeah, it was rude, and he almost looked like he was about to do it to me, and he didn't. And we we're talking about it later, and I was like, "He would have been in for a surprise. He would have been in for a big surprise." Because he's like, you know, I'm not very tall. He was a lot taller than me, but it's like, try it, motherfucker. I guess I am kind of stocky. <laughs> I just mean like dense, dense people. We're dense people. This is confirmation that I'm fat, and I can say whatever I want about Brendan Fraser's fat suit because my own husband has called me fat on live television. <laughs> Do you have some opinion you'd like to air about Brendan Fraser's fat suit right now? I think it's okay. <laughs> I'm going to start a punk band called Brendan Fraser's fat suit. That's how okay I think it is. <laughs> this is our first song. It's called Cancel Me. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Cancel me. Cancel me. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to get fucking divorced right now. <laughs> this is officially the worst episode of this show, I think. Who cares? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> we both have corporate jobs now. You know, subscribe from the Patreon. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. No, I, I don't make as much money as you. I need the Patreon. <laughs> and I need freelance work. <clears throat> well, for the $20 tier on Patreon, subscribe and I'll tell you what I think about all the girls on Euphoria. <coughs> This is Euphoria. Shut up. <laughs> that show got canceled. They didn't even get to finish their challenge. Yeah, so Monarchy saw us this reality <laughs> show called Utopia, and it was like the worst show ever. Were, it was like watching real life civilization. But, okay. <laughs> like the game civilization. <laughs> That's the premise, but like they would be like, okay, you guys have to get a power grid up and running. And it's like, and this what? one guy was like, everybody back the fuck up. And like, obviously he did not know how to do it. And the show had to cost like so much money. Cause I think they're supposed to live there for a year. Yeah. You could, I mean, you could <laughs> tell just from the production that it was a huge budget and like, and they canceled it like two episodes. One eighth, in. <laughs> the and it had this hilarious theme song that was, was like, like this is utopia and i think theme songs that say the name of the show are hilarious and i think that shit's really funny but anyway i we used to always sing this is utopia at each other and so when you start when we started watching euphoria i started going this is euphoria really annoying that's a serious freaking show about real issues yeah it's super true to high school experience because at my high school i remember distinctly everyone was 28 years old and a drug addict <laughs> it's like looking in a mirror <laughs> if you're a 28 year old drug addict <laughs> i went to school with a lot of drug addicts yeah me too but they were you know high school age <laughs> oh my god my eyes are crying <laughs> that's, well, that's usually what cries <sighs> 
I meant my one eye is like weeping. All right, I have to end this if I have any prayer of editing this. I'm sick of this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go get a snack. Okay. Because I'm fat! <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha